I guess uh, from one special star to the many special stars um, that uh, get birth uh, of uh, this visionary. Uh, he's founder of uh, Young Men Movement. He's a columnist at uh, for the Star and uh, also Pretoria News. And he is regards himself as the village boy. And thank you for using your experiences to change lives. Uh, Gabelo Chabalala joining me on the line. Good afternoon and welcome, Gabelo. Hello, Kitalda. How are you? I'm I'm hopeful. <laughs> I'm hopeful because <laughs> we, I mean, right now, journalists are under so much attack and understandably so. Uh, and then, you know, in the mix of things, then you find mm. someone who's principled, uh, who says, I, I, I would like to raise them well. I would like to contribute towards using my experiences as a young man who didn't have a father figure uh, to be that light for the young men who are looking to just someone um, to, as, as a role model. And how did this come about? Thank you so much for taking our call. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Well, um, you know, uh, one of my favorite well, writers, um, and movie producer J.K. Rowling said there's an expiry date to blaming Absolutely. people, your parents, and 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 I think when when I, I was 21, when I'm like, okay, fine, Gabriela, it stopped here. Your dad was not around. You're not gonna run to Kumbule Kaya or Gidemadzozis for the things that didn't happen <laughs> because of someone's absence. And I think that. That was when the turnaround came about in my life to say that, okay, fine, he's absent. And there's probably the one thing I know as a believer also is that the purpose of anyone's life cannot be linked or directly be influenced by people who are absent. Mm. Whatever you're born for is something that you need to fulfill because it's in you. And I think that's when I'm like, okay, fine, my dad is gone. And I realized that I'm part of the set. I'm like, yeah. this is nothing new. And you know, when you, it's sad, but it's nothing new also. 42% plus of kids in South Africa and the continent and globally, they live without their fathers. And mm-hmm. I thought, okay, fine. I managed to be part of the few people from villages and townships that decided to you know what. Let me make the best out of my life. But Let I'm not, not going to be a statistic. But and that's I'm a choice you made. I'm not going to remain a statistic. And I don't want the kids in my villages to actually grow up saying things didn't go well because my father was absent. And oftentimes, I, that, I, I, hmm? love, I love that analogy of, of taking away the blame game. Because oftentimes, parents equally use at what's at their disposal to make decisions. When you don't know better, you don't do better. Uh, so let, let's talk about the impact of uh, migrant labor. Um, because, you know, you, you find uh, this situation where the father goes to seek employment in order to support the family. And when they come for visits, it, it's not going to be quality time, is it? No, it's not. And I think that's another thing we also need to look into as we explore this whole part, that I know colleagues that I work with that are from Zimbabwe. Just recently during the, the, the recess, they, some of them had to go home. You know, you sacrifice your leave just to go home. You spend two days or four actually, including returning, to come back. And, and just so that you can spend that week at home with your, with your kids. You are here in South Africa because you have to work. And you send money home every month so that they can have whatever that they need and we see it's the it's that absence of being there physically or mm. i mean and emotionally but this person is not away because they want to be far from their kids yeah. it is the demand of being a parent it is the need of their kids that dictate that they should actually go somewhere far 
sometimes. And it's like even now, you look at during Easter holidays, whereby you see like cars going north, and you realize that these people, some of them go home every second week. It, it doesn't even have to be people who cross in borders. Yeah. Just the provincial borders alone, Absolutely. you will start seeing the differences that we, we compromise, we, we do what we need to do. But there is absent fathers in all this. But there's also that part where it's because of I need to get my kids what they need, the yeah. basics that I need to leave home. So what impact does this have um, on, on the young men we're raising who don't have these father figures? In actual fact, I just think, children, not just boys. I think it's, it's, it's the, I mean, I, I'm going to make myself as an example. As I was 10, 13, 14, 15, body changes, socialization changes, you then start to ask yourself, where is that role model? Where is that father at home that is going to start or that would relate better to what I'm going through physically, emotionally, and otherwise as a young man? The absence, especially to the boy child, is that there's no example. There's nobody who is here every day to go with them through that emotional journey, to go with them through the physical changes that they face every day. Somebody that they can talk to, somebody who can say, okay, son, don't worry, this is going to happen. Okay, yeah. son, as you tend to be moving from being a boy into being a man, these are some of the challenges that you're going to face. There is no person that these young boys can run to. My uncles were nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. The men down the street were bad examples because they were either doing drugs or mm-hmm. caught somewhere in the in the tavern. So you, it, it, it becomes a generational problem because the socialization of boys who later become men lacks those examples in their lives, who they can follow, who they can say, oh, I want to be like Uncle Tabo. I want to be like um, Tepo's dad. He's such a great man. So there is that great absence. And then we, we, we then forget that it is this absence that contributes to this negative masculinity. It's this absence that contributes to what we see in this man because there was there were no role models or there were no good father speakers yeah. some with good reason and some with no reason at all like my father and and i mean how do you then not move how do you move from being the person that you are not be bitter look um it it, it becomes a, a bit of a tough one but as we as as we have established the young men movement what we're trying to what we're trying to do is to have a generational change to socialize mm. the next generation differently to make them understand that if you are to have a, a to have a child you need to be there physically you need to be there emotionally you need to be present in their life don't be that dad who buys presents in december or don't be oh, that ATM dad who only sends money exactly because it's not only your presence that count but it's your presence and i think that's another thing that most dads forget that you need to be part of your child's life from day one and it's also also how amazing and shocking it is when a dad is left with that kid. It's like, I'm babysitting. You don't babysit your own child. You are parenting. So (laughs) it is a socialization of men that we need to change. And we can't start with them when they're 27 like myself or 35. It needs to start very early. So it is those gender roles that we need to start re-looking into. It is how the absence of those dads that are leaving home for good reasons and some for just not wanting to take responsibility that we start to look at this young boy's young as they are, to say that 
This is are the challenges mm-hmm. of our society. But how do you become a different person? How do you, when you become a dad, when you become an uncle, when you become that man that boys and girls look up to in your community, Let, how do you then become a role how. model? Let's talk about that how when we return from paying the bills. Um, because All right, I would cool. like to know how do we help that guy who believes that he's babysitting his very own children? At SAFM Radio and at Positive GP on Twitter. Thank you so much uh, for not touching that dial. We invite you to join in the conversation as we talk about the challenge that we face in, in not connecting emotionally with our kids. Uh, when you only visit your home, uh, maybe once a week, uh, I, I see, I think it's Sam in Polokwane saying, I work in Polokwane and my kids are in Centurion. I only go home every Friday, obviously. I can't drive to and from Polokwane every day. So how do you then connect with your kids emotionally. Someone else has to help them learn how to do chores, how to do homework, and um, something that is also uh, overlooked, uh, role model. Because it, it, it's always great when you see a role model um, that is in your home and not look up to other people. And uh, one such young individual moves from being a villager to using his experiences to just help mitigate this. And uh, he's joining us uh, right now on the line, Kabelo Chabalal, as we take your calls. Now, Kabelo, I mean, how do we help those dads? Yeah, you know, I like what you were saying about the impracticality of moving between Polokwane and Centurion. It's not possible. But it, it is also what he does when he's back home. If he has a son and a daughter, they, do they do gardening together? Because also we are addressing this whole issue of gender roles. Whether it's a daughter or it's a son, you do gardening together. You clean the house with your child. You catch up. How are school if they're having a spot weekend to go play somewhere? Take them with you. Meaning that the priority when you go back home over that weekend for Friday and Saturday and before you leave on Sunday is to ensure that you, you click with your child. It's ensure that you grew, you grow that relationship. Make time even when you're away in the office after school. Make a call. Hi, daughter. Hi, son. How are you doing? How was school? Um, what, what did you get up to? Because already you speak up yourself because the connection, sometimes you don't have to be physically there to actually grow um, emotional relationships and just grow a relationship in general. I think it is about making the means, you know, send a WhatsApp if you can. Because technology makes it easier. Technology makes it easier. You can also do a video call um, because uh, unless, yeah, you have things that you're hiding. Let's take your calls right now. And uh, as we try and address uh, this uh, unfortunate reality of uh, many children growing up without a father figure uh, in our country and just reflecting on um, a migrant labor as, as one of the challenges and how we can just help address this um, because every child deserves and needs a mom and a dad. And uh, we're taking your calls, WhatsApp voice notes on 0614. 104107 and you can also join us on twitter and facebook at safm radio hashtag safm lifetime live and sms is at 40938 charged at 150 per sms and uh, also taking your calls 0891104207 is the number to dial um and uh, let, let's uh, take your calls right now we start with kalala in cape town good afternoon and welcome kalala Rosada, I believe I believe you know where I am calling. No, but greet me first. Ow. <laughs> Hi, Rosada. How, How are, are you? you doing? I'm wonderful. Case? How are you? 
we go. Me, I'm not fine. I'm feeling guilty. I know. I know. This so show is for you and KGM. Tell me. <laughs> I was expecting your guest to say, we're going to tackle company owners so they can give people time also. For those ones who are out, not by choice. Yeah. But mm. he just mm. say, cell phone can help us. Then I was like, no. Cell phone is not enough. Crusader asked truck drivers, because mm. if we want to get off by law, then you guys will have no clothes, you have no food, you have nothing in the shop. That's why they're telling us. Uh. So they give us like, not I can't say one day a week, when there's no load, then you go home. Mm. If you want a challenge for days off, then the gate is open for you. Yeah. Now, how are you going to help us? Because, I, sorry, don't tell me phone. Phone and others, that's, that's not emotional, but that's long distance relationship. Mm. <laughs> how about physical being there mm. seeing because those one two days we get to be home with them you will see how happy they are like this weekend i was privileged to go see my daughter doing performing at school when she said daddy are you coming i say yes and then i got tired oh, best in the road then i tell her i'm coming when she saw me she was so happy oh. and the next day i'm going back on the road but how did so, that make you feel as a dad galal yeah, every time when I hear topic like this, or every time when I sit and there's other things, maybe I call, what is this, say, Daddy, we want to do this, this, then I'm not there. I even get upset. You know, I get upset. I blame mm-hmm. myself. I feel as if I'm abandoning my family over work. No, but the, but the, intention, the, work. the intention is not for you to feel guilty, but just be mindful. Um, that there are little things that you can do. Obviously, we do respect and honor that you have to work for your family. Um, but mm-hmm. there are those little things that you can do, like a call now and again, and not mm-hmm. one that reprimands. Because some of us as parents as well, you only mm-hmm. get involved when the mother calls you to say the child is naughty. The only time <laughs> they get a call from you <laughs> is when you're reprimanding and telling them how bad they are. Maybe once in a while... Exactly, while you're never home. So once mm. in a while, just ask, how are you? How was your day? As as yeah. uh, Cabello was, was saying, that uh, but, just but be how that about father. Cabello, how about Cabello and you as a major mm. going further to emphasize this point to the government, to the company owners, they need to consider parent time mm. with their family as well. To how that. about you going further with your organization to that level? Not only to limit on us, because we mm. are not the problem here. Yes, I know there are those ones who choose to. But the nature also of work makes that no people must be away. Okay. But still the law, still the law gives those people who must be away a privilege to be also going home for maybe twice a week mm. or once. But then people in charge don't want to give it. Got you. Got you, uh, Galala. How about joining yeah. a union as well? <laughs> thank, you. thank you very much for the call. Gabriel, okay, yeah. what, what role can you play? Because you also are a journalist, a seasoned journalist who can assist in, in raising um, uh, these issues in, in the public space. I, I think also, Crystal, um, I think I've, I've, in one platform I was talking to the guys from Gender Funke, we were discussing um, paternal leave mm. and we're talking about mm. also the issue of um, labor laws, you know, whereby you, you, we need to look into this whole thing. If if Cabello has a son and, and was born last month and you're giving me just 10 days and then the mother gets three, five or, or four months to sit at home, already you have neglected those initial 
stages of me bonding with my child. Because 10 days, I don't think it's enough for any day. I'm not saying give us three months because we not yeah. really do much as that. But also into the labor laws, we have we work different kind of jobs. There are jobs that we really need to challenge. We need to come up and say, but if I am doing such a kind of a job, as our previous caller was talking about it, he, it, it sounds hectic. It means that the labor laws have to be flexible enough to understand that we are not doing the same kind of job. Let it not be an umbrella kind of law. Let it consider the different kind of jobs whereby we get enough days. And and I think those are some of the things we need to look into when we talk about those um, balancing the laws. So when you talk about giving enough time for, for men to also be present and be like physically present, as you were saying, in the lives of their kids, because they too long for that. But if the labor laws are not in favor of them being present, yeah. then it means we really need to challenge them and try to make them even a bit more open and accommodating. All right, let's take the news headlines. Uh, when we return, we continue with your questions, comments. And uh, here's Utsile Saku with the news headlines. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 105.1 FM in Johannesburg. A very good afternoon once again. Don't touch that dial. We really appreciate your time wherever you are. You may be in your truck, uh, at work, and uh, perhaps at home. And uh, we appreciate that uh, you chose 104 to 107 FM nationwide. And that's where you find SAFM Radio. And uh, taking your calls right now, questions, comments, uh, calls at 891 WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. And we're both on Twitter and Facebook at SAFM Radio, hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live. And joining us right now is Gabelo Chabalala, who grew up without a father and founded Young Men Movement, which attracts uh, uh, boys from 23 schools in Bumalang. And I'm sure this number has grown um, because there is a huge need uh, for this kind of uh, intervention. And he's joining us to talk about the impact of uh, migrant labor um, for, for young um, children, actually. It's not just about boys and worse uh, when boys have no uh, role models in their midst. And uh, the intention is not to make you feel guilty, um, but just acknowledge that uh, uh, this is a societal ill uh, that we need to address. All right, let's take your WhatsApp voice note. Afternoon, Christopher, my sister. It's Emmanuel here in PE. Hey, thanks for this great show, man. I'm also a Zimbabwean here in PE, as this is once in a year, like maybe every August. It has been more than five years now since I, I decreased my, my family with my children. I just visit one year. It's difficult to say this, you see. My boy is now 14 now, and I need time with him, you see, to teach him something like a man would whatever, you see. Like your, 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 your host is saying there. It's very, very important, you see. And I feel that uh, maybe one day I might be <laughs> together with my family. Thank you very much for the great topic. Eh? Cheers. Oh, man. Things we take for uh-huh. granted. Things we take for uh-huh. granted when a, of, when a father says, I wish, I, I really would love to do this, but I can't. And which makes the intervention that you have very important. Let's talk about, um, you know, young men movement. What sort of uh, uh, programs have you got um, to address this social ill? Well, we it, 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 it varies because um, also uh, I think about 70% of the boys that we mentor 
um, uh, also have ups and fathers in their lives, which is also a bit of a, a sad situation. And we we also have a a, a book club within um, YMM, which we encourage reading for the boys, because I think it's also something that is like, oh, reading is for girls. But now that they are getting into it, they, they read, they do book reviews, it, it, it has changed their minds in terms of how they look at it and how it enriches them and it actually opens them up to different worlds by just reading and just exploring different authors and what they write about. Um, and we talk about different um, topics and try to... Because this past weekend they were discussing um, circumcision. There was one of my favorite uh, discussions that I was leading was about virginity and boys, which was quite um, an interesting one because often we, we, we want both girls to you know preserve their virginity and, until they get married for Christian reasons and whatever else that we put. But these girls don't sleep with themselves. They sleep with mm. the boys. So if we are to encourage it among girls, we should equally do that with boys. And boys should be proud to say, I'm 19, I'm 20, and I'm a virgin. And I like that because we do have boys that are virgins and that are 19, that are 18. And it's okay. And they, they, they embrace it because they understand why it is okay to actually be a boy and be a virgin at 19 or 20. It has to be your decision. It shouldn't be the social pressure from your boys at school or when you are at the playground telling you that mm, there's probably something wrong with you. So yeah. we're trying to socialize them different, to look away from those, you know, those very, very old-fashioned, regressive um, ways and cultures and traditions that they were that socialized in. is good. Yeah, to ensure that they look at things differently. But I want to make one point from the uh, previous caller from, from them, that it, it is also equally interesting that in as much as we're trying to be progressive, mothers normally sacrifice where they work so that they can be with the kids. So mm. I think that too should also consider that wherever they find this work, it should also make it accessible to be to be with their kids because we almost make it a responsibility of the mother to say, "Age or mothers just you know that they just subconsciously they will decide no I can't work far from my kids sure. let me find something clearer." So men too should adopt the very same um, uh, ways and methods of of finding employment. Let it make sure that it, it's clear, it's near home, near where you can see your family. Yeah. The same way women do it because it almost looks like. Parenting and the closeness of being to the kids is a, is a, is a woman's thing or it's a mother's thing. So and I guess we're going to have to be socialized differently to begin exactly. to receive this. Yes. I need to take this message so that you can respond uh, to both. I, I, I grew up without uh, having no father figure. Uh, till now, I've never pronounced the word papa or daddy in hey. my entire life. Um, but that makes me uh, look forward. I'm forever ready to stand a good father, to become a good father for my children in future. I really can't wait. Things we take for granted. To just say, Papa, oh, wow. I can't, too. I never, <sighs> well, my, but my dad passed away last year. Yeah. But I never, I've, I've never, I don't know how to say it. And I understand him completely because mm. it becomes very difficult to say something that you're not used to. Um, and and I'm like, that's why even when at church, you know, um, charismatics, they call their pastors what they didn't like. I, 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 I go to those churches, but I still cannot say it because I, I've never had that person that, that brought me here that I could call dead or ba ba. And dead is not about donating spam, right? Let's go to mm. Kurman and speak to uh, Ndiwani. Good afternoon and welcome. Good afternoon, my sister. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm good. Uh, this topic is actually, it's like you're talking to me, but I just want from my brother Cabello to advise us on how to do this. Because myself, 
I've got two kids. The other one is eight. The other one is two. Mm. I remember the first one when she was born. She was born on a, on a, on a Friday. And on a Sunday, I was flying out to DRC. Oh, so, like, oh. I spend most of my time working in Africa, and I don't really have that much time that I spend with them. Then, last year, I decided, no, man, I must get a job in South Africa. Again, I left them in Johannesburg. I'm now working in the Northern Cape. You know, so the time when I spend with them, it's only literally when I have to go home maybe twice in a, in a month that I have to take them out and then we play and try to, 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 to form that relationship with them. But... Uh, Carmelo, what advice do you have for a parent like me who's always away and my family is in Johannesburg? All right. Thank you. Thank you very much uh, uh, for the call. And one you can listen on the radio. Um, Kikoda? Yes, yes, you can go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I think one of the things that um, I had a brother friend of mine, um, I think two years ago, he was offered a job in the state. Mm. And one of his conditions were, if I'm moving, um, whatever package you give me has to be inclusive of my family. Wow. And I think maybe the negotiations now should be, give me enough money if I'm from Pankop in the village, from Pumalang, and you want me to go to Northern Cape. Give me enough money where I can move with my family. Your package may include that I can have a home and find suitable schools for my kids in that area where I can actually start. But I employers, uh, I employers even considerate of this uh, reality uh, because some would just say take it or leave it not realizing yeah, the impact it has and, and, and on right. the entire society i think also it, it, it also looks into that the this human resources and how they approach our lives am mm-hmm. i are you just hiring me for my skills or my well-being and that of my family mm-hmm. it, it's also something you take into consideration are companies just about making money which is the bottom line or somewhere somehow they do consider who they are hiring and what they stand for and what they gain to what they what they could lose or gain in what they do it also it speaks to the laws we need to come back again and we look into what what is essay the whole place where we get hired and jobs and whatnot what what is it that they value is it just our skills and if that's the case then it means that we we also need to look into that and change it and challenge it and make sure that it accommodates not just what we offer as skills from qualifications and whatever experiences that we had but also those needs of family closeness to be with them and i think in that way it may take 20 years but at least the next generation might have better ways to negotiate when they get jobs. But also you you reflect on, on something that is happening even over and above the migrant uh, migrant labors, um, that there are fathers who work 12-hour shifts a day. By the time yes. you get home, there's no room to be interacting with your children. You're exhausted. As a result, you become that father who everything go to your mother. Yes, and, and it's because of, you know, when you work in retail, when you are a journalist also, oh. and those many other jobs whereby we know that sometimes it could be like a long week or a mm. month, you know, uh, whereby you coming home after 10, you leave home before 6. Mm. There's just no time. And I think we should also be considered of those issues that some of the jobs that we take, and we need this job so badly, mm. is that they do not give us enough time to actually be parents. They do not give us enough time. And I think also that means 
places like the Young Men Movement or organizations should have enough branches whereby you know that even if you're not there physically, Cabello yeah. and the mentors are there with your son to guide him through whatever that they go there. Because sometimes the uncle is there, the brother is there. Yeah. Because a child is literally raised by a village. So we need to also realize that where we can't be there physically, we need to have people around us that will be there for our kids. Or even support causes that are providing yeah. the support. Yeah. Let's so go we, to we M. Tanzan and speak to Stanford. Good afternoon. And the guest and all the listeners. Hi, good afternoon, sir. Hi. Um, I just want to find out if this father is present. Uh, what happens is I'm a brother. Ne? I've got a brother, and um, uh, my brother sent um, uh, his child. Actually, he, he, the mom of the child sent the mother, their child, their, their child to London. So um, I'm worried that. The child is going to grow with us this side, and uh, we don't have a child. But now uh, the worry is that really if the, 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 the child will have a father, if the, if the father is in Joburg and, um, and the child is growing with uh, maybe the, brothers, the, the other brother on, uh, in East London, if the, really the child will have a, that the father is present in that sense. Okay, thank you, thank you very much. So the, uh, the the son will grow up knowing the brother more as a father figure than the actual biological father. Uh, Your response, uh, uh. Kabelo? Look, I. It also depends on the reasons why they were moved. Mm. Um, if 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 it's because there's a better school for that kid on the other side with the uncle, then I suppose it makes sense for that period. But it also means that the father. Ha- has to make time and effort to go see his kid because he at least he has somebody who's a father figure in the in the form of the uncle. But mm. if the father wants to go in relationship with their kid, they equally have to make effort. Maybe fly down once a month, maybe drive down once a month, or every third week. Whatever that could work in their case mm-hmm. is something that they need to do to ensure that they nurture that relation, that father son relationship, because it's important that they do so. So contact details. Where do we find you so we can help resource the scores? Um, our Facebook page is the Young Men Movement. Um, I'm Cabello Chabalala on Facebook. Um, I'm at Cabello J on Twitter. And my Instagram handle is KB underscore the village boy. So, yeah, that's how you can find me and keep the conversations going. Help me with my curiosity, please. What does the J stand for? <laughs> right, I'll I'm leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Thank you, Cabello. Thank you very much Thank for joining you, us. All right, uh, that's where we end that conversation. Cabello Chabalala, founder of uh, the Young Men Movement, and uh, he also writes for the Stars and uh, Pretoria News and other forms of media. At Cabello J um, is uh, his Twitter handle. You can follow him and just get to know more about uh, the Young Men Movement. Uh, we take uh, just a short break uh, when we return. It's our Do Good campaign and we're talking youth development.